he said. Sorry. I shouldered the weapon again. My fault for losing my helmet. Still, I slapped one of the sections of track above us. You gained a land destroyer. He started to laugh, then winced. He forced a smile and rested one hand against the surface of one of the vehicle's guide wheels. It's funny, he said. I'm not even sure if it's one of ours or one of theirs. You know, I said. Neither am I. I looked up at its ruptured carcass. The fire inside seemed to be spreading. Thin blue and yellow flames were starting to show in the hole where the main turret had been. The crippled land destroyer had kept its tracks on this side as it had half trundled, half slid into the crater. On the far side, the stripped track lay flat on the crater's slope, a stride-wide strip of flat metal sections leading up like a ramshackle escalator, almost to the hole's jagged lip. In front of us, huge guide wheels protruded from the war machine's hull. Some supported the giant hinges of the track's upper course, others ran on the tracks beneath. Quillan was trapped beneath the lower level, squashed into the mud with only his upper torso free. Our comrades were dead. There were only Quillan and me, and the pilot of the light flyer returning to pick us up. The ship, just a couple of hundred kilometres above our heads, could not help. I had tried pulling Quillan, ignoring his bitten-off moans, but he was held fast. I had burned out my suit's AG unit, trying to shift the track sections trapping him, and cursed our supposedly wonderful nth-generation projectile weapons, so good for killing our own species and penetrating armour, so useless for cutting through thick metal. Noise crackled nearby. Sparks flicked out of the fire in the turret aperture, rising and fading in the rain. I could feel the detonations through the ground, transmitted by the body of the wrecked machine. Ammunition going off, Quillan said. His voice strained. Time you went. No, I think whatever blew the turret off accounted for all the ammunition. And I don't. It could still blow up. Get out. No, I'm comfortable here. You what? I'm comfortable here. Now you're being idiotic. I am not being idiotic. Stop trying to get rid of me. Why should I? You're being idiotic. Stop calling me idiotic, will you? You're bickering. I am not bickering. I am trying to get you to behave rationally. I am behaving rationally. This doesn't impress me, you know. It's your duty to save yourself, and yours not to despair. Not despair? My comrade and mate is acting like an imbecile, and I've got a... Quillan's eyes widened. Up there, he hissed, pointing behind me. What? I twisted, bringing my rifle round and then going still. The invisible trooper was at the crater lip, peering down at the wreckage of the land destroyer. He had some sort of helmet on, but it didn't cover his eyes, and probably wasn't very sophisticated. I gazed up through the rain. He was lit by firelight from the burning land destroyer. We ought to be mostly in shadow. The trooper's rifle was held in one hand, not both. I stayed very still. Then he brought something up to his eyes, scanning. He stopped looking straight at us. I had raised the rifle and fired by the time he'd let the night sight drop and began to bring his weapon to bear. He exploded in light, just as another flash erupted in the skies above. Most of his body tumbled and slipped down the slope towards us, shorn of one arm and his head. Suddenly, you're a half-decent shot, Quillan said. I always was, dear, I told him.
patting his shoulder. I just kept it quiet because I didn't want to embarrass you. Morrissey, he said, taking my hand again. That one will not have been alone. Now really is the time to go. I... I began. Then the hulk of the land destroyer and the crater around us shook as something exploded inside the wreck, and glowing shrapnel whizzed out of the space where the turret had been. Quillan gasped with pain. Mudslides coasted down around us, and the remains of the dead invisible slid another few strides closer. His gun was still clutched in one armoured glove. I glanced at my helm screen again. The flyer was almost here. My love was right, and it really was time to go. I turned back to say something to him. Just fetch me that bastard's rifle, he said, nodding at the dead trooper. See if I can't take another one or two of them with me. All right, I said, and found myself scrambling up the mud and debris.